Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Shitty Christians. I'm your host, Zachary Allard. And I'm Michael Tabor. Michael, we're going to do week 17 of the abortion cast. <laughs> who wants one? Who needs one? Yeah. Who should have one that's, that's not getting one? Stacy, we're here for you. <laughs> we're getting you set up. <laughs> what about Stacy's mom? Does she have it going on? Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> All right. What are we? What are we actually talking about this week? You know, it's it's been kind of a funny week uh, for me. I've been traveling, so mm-hmm. haven't had the time to like really delve in. So there are like various serious things that are happening in the world that uh, sure. we are not going to spend this hour talking about because mm-hmm. I don't have anything intelligent to say. And frankly, a couple white boys on a podcast are probably not the voices you need to be listening to right now. <laughs> Yeah, on a lot of topics. But uh, we did want to, of course, mention uh, the grocery store massacre shooting in Buffalo and uh, our hearts going out to the victims, the community uh, and certainly to all of the people of color that are forced to live in this fucking awful white supremacist hellhole we call America. Um, So, yeah, I I don't think we should really get into it too much. Uh, I did pull a James Cone quote, and I guess my only topic that I wanted to talk about is like, Tucker Carlson sucks, but really, libs really need to stop thinking that the problem begins and ends in Tucker Carlson. It's it's wild how they just think like this is a thing that emerged in like roughly 2015. Yeah, like that is so insane to me. No, it's it's like I'm going crazy. Really <laughs> weird to see like one of the founding principles of our country. Yeah, like yep. uh that has been used to justify genocide, massacres, and slavery across centuries being treated like this just came out of Tucker's brain. It's so weird. Uh, And like, Tucker is an evil man who profits off espousing these ideologies, of course. We fucking hate Tucker Carlson. Yes, he should. Our next guest. He should go hang out with us in Minecraft, 100%. (laughs) But like, I think it's really, one of the more trenchant things I saw was just being like, hey, we need to acknowledge that like, Tucker doesn't create these things. No. Other Nazis don't even create these things. Like, they are chasing an audience that wants these things. Yeah. I think there's two things I want to say about it. And then I, like, that's my piece. I've mentioned this on Twitter. But, like, please stop calling the Great Replacement Theory conspiracy theory. It's very strange that libs call everything, like, it's virulently racist and disgusting. Yeah. But they call everything they don't like or think isn't, quote, true Mm -hmm. a conspiracy theory. Please stop. It doesn't help. You look dumb. Because what do you fucking think Europeans did to indigenous peoples in this fucking country? Again, evil. But it's the logic that a settler colonial state's founded on. Canada, US, New Zealand, Australia. This is like, this is the logic of empires. This is why Nazis admired Americans Mm -hmm. when building their ideology. Like, you fucking think this shit comes even from Germany. You're wrong. It's homegrown. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we we have a domestic white supremacy problem. Duh. Very obvious. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. That Hitler was like, good job, dude. I love that. Let me read about that. (laughs) But, yeah, of course, of course, products of settler colonialist America grow up and think that other people are trying to do a settler colonialism on them because it's all they know. It's what they believe. Yeah. It's what we did. Like It's literally what happened. So, no, it's not that uh, other people and immigrants are doing this now. Of no, course not. No. But it is like the logic that has guided America for generations. Of uh, so, of course, now they're afraid that other people are going to do what we, we done did. Yeah. Um, and we could go super deep on talking about that yeah. and, and the way certain countries around the world that I'm not going to mention still do this, can operate on this kind of logic. Yeah. And, and if we can find the right person to talk about this, I think there's something to be said yeah. for the fact that this this shooter was not a Christian. No. But he was absolutely steeped in Christian nationalism. And the, the way that Christian nationalism is increasingly detaching itself from any sort mm. of direct religious connotation and yeah. is instead... Uh, Christian as identity, Christian as a stand-in for white, and mm-hmm. and the way that like this idea, the Great Replacement, is the name we came up for it in 2015, yeah. Yeah. Um, is just a thing that has been taught in churches going back generation totally. after generation. Totally, and and, li- and libs, I will say, crowing about demographic change is the thing that's going to fix America's problems. Yeah, are also not helping because, because they are like. They just think that means everything's right instead of like we actually have to deal with the racism. Yeah, we actually deal have with to the fact deal that we with oppress it. these people instead of just calling them our saviors. Forty percent of people being white instead of sixty isn't going to solve your problems when those forty percent of people are still giant racists. Yeah, yeah, and, and when those forty percent <laughs> like of people got, also are still enshrined in the halls of power, you goddamn morons. And if you th- you think <laughs> that democracy is going to actually work and allow people to have voice in this, I have uh, a bridge to sell you in several and several I just, elections. I am begging any people. People, like 
both to understand the good and bad things that are still happening in South Africa, if you want to understand that demographics are not, in fact, fucking destiny. Yeah. You fucking morons. It's uh, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, it misunderstands power and the way yeah. that power will protect itself with violence, which is something we're seeing a lot of these days. Um, yeah, and just nobody's having a conversation about like what whiteness should look like going forward in a ju- in a way in a country that was just and i don't know how to necessarily even certainly do that. nobody on new york times or cnn no like, no that's but like yeah. very yeah nobody in the mainstream yes you know and it's just it's just it's bad <laughs> so um because we are dumb idiots uh we're gonna point you towards uh james Cohn from of course the cross and the lynching tree yes. and uh i think this quote really is not so much about the totality of the shooting but it's about our culpability mm-hmm. as, as the church in it and yeah. i think it's worth sharing for that unfortunately during the course of the 2000 years of christian history the symbol of salvation has been detached from any reference to the ongoing suffering and oppression of human beings those whom ignacio elisiria the salvadoran martin called the crucified peoples of history the cross has been transformed into a harmless, non-offensive ornament that Christians wear around their necks. Rather than reminding us of the cost of discipleship, it has come become a form of cheap grace, an easy way to salvation that doesn't force us to confront the power of Christ's message and mission. Until we see the cross and the lynching tree together, until we can identify Christ with the re-crucified black body hanging from a lynching tree, there can be no genuine understanding of Christian identity in America and no deliverance from the brutal legacy of slavery and white supremacy. And I think uh, I think that that just to bring it home for all of us that like yes, get rid of the Tucker Carlson's, yes, fuck Nazis, but like this is this is the call is coming from inside the house. I was just thinking that. <laughs> yeah. I just like it's it's again World War II ruined yeah. us all. It was always here, guys. Yeah, I mean it's it was here. the indigenous schools yeah. that we've seen over and over again. It is the uh, racism and sexual abuse we see cropping up over and over again in our churches. Like yeah, I mean the greatest genocide possibly ever committed in human history was Europeans coming to the new world. Like, I mean, for fuck's sake. Yeah. I, uh, and whether it's Patriot churches and Q now or all of those other things, like yeah. the history of the church has always been an aider and better of white supremacy. Yeah, of course. And uh, until we fix that, we're not going to help be part of the solution. Um, all right. You ready to have some fun, Zach? I mean, I'm always having fun, baby. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a beautiful day. Moving and grooving. It's, it's a 60, cold. It's like 65. It's a little okay. chilly. I got to say, though. Come on. What's one of the nice things about LA? It like it'll be June and 60. Yeah, I I, I seriously pissed off a good portion of our audience when you were like it's 64 and I'm like I'm a little cold. <laughs> no, we are the softest boys yeah, yeah, yeah. right now. Like yeah. we're like oh no, it's like it's like I put on a nice jacket cuz June gloom, you know? You no, like start... soy boy doesn't even begin to encompass like we are some some khaki ass motherfuckers now, all like, the way down. There's like a band of temperature now that I'm okay with, uh-huh. and it is seriously like sixty to seventy five, and know. that is being generous. It's really sixty five to seventy five. It's it's really upsetting <laughs> uh, to go from being a guy that could at least hang in the snow oh, yeah. a little bit mm-hmm. to uh, to just no. No, functionally, functionally, <laughs> I, I've ensured my own extinction in a, in an era of ongoing climate crisis because, oh, yeah. yeah, there's just not going to be, we already live in the tiniest little sliver oh, yes. uh, of the world that <laughs> exists in this very moderate climate at all times mm-hmm. of year, and that is rapidly disappearing. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, we decided to move to the place that will no longer exist. Oh, yeah. Good for us. Every single asshole that moves to LA like mm-hmm. we did made themselves a dodo. <laughs> I just, and not just because the police club and eat us. In like sixty years or something, we'll be like, be like on the on desk door, being like, I remember when it was like so nice outside. And people be like, what the fuck, yeah, man? Yeah. Like, we'll have to be wearing astronaut suits it's, outside. It's so cute of you to think we're gonna make it that long. <laughs> look, look, we're tough. <laughs> we are, we are the truest bubble boys. We really are. What All else right. are we talking about? So. Because I didn't have time to delve into any of the serious topics, and in part because we have some great pods coming down the pipe that I'm really excited about. Yes. Uh, this Including is gonna be, we're going to be guesting on a pod soon. Yeah, that's going to be fun. And we got a couple guests lined up that I'm yep. really excited about. Some new voices. It's going to be good. Uh, but for today, I decided to delve into one of our favorite things, which is uh, find a Christian publication and just find some fun articles on it. You it. know what? It's classic. It's reliable. It's Always impressive the amount of insanity you can wring out of ostensibly centrist mainstream Christian publications. So the publication of the week is actually one of our less insane ones. Okay. It's Baptist News Global. Ooh, nice. Uh, which 
Although every time a Christian says the word global, I yeah. get I kind of cr- I get concerned. And I, to try to help contextualize this, is when you hear Baptist in this context, don't think like Southern Baptist right wing demagoguery. Like mm. think more like traditional mainline. Like these yeah. guys, it's a very old publication, but like it falls very much in line with sort of modern mainline d- denominations. Like. They are at their best when they are talking about identity issues regarding sexuality. Mm. They platform a lot of gay and occasionally yeah. trans voices. I'm sure there are limits to that that I have not discovered because that was not the purpose of my search. But like they, they do a lot of that stuff. Yeah. A lot of Trump bad. A lot of uh, gay good. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that, okay, to be yeah. fair, that could be the slogan for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and then like... Even with like racial issues, it's the kind of thing where like they are certainly better than your average yeah. Christian Protestant mm-hmm. thing. A lot of like racial reconciliation, but starting short of yeah, we need to abolish prisons and police. Like white yeah. supremacy is baked into the fundamental nature of, of America. Like that kind of thing. But then you get to like some of these articles that I found today. Oh, excellent! That really, I think I think we can read these not just as like silly and ridiculous on their own, but as sort of an indictment of the limits of sort of mainstream church culture and the things they get right, but also the things they get so wrong. <laughs> but we're going to start with the funniest one because it's just so good. All right, Zach. Okay. This is called Learning About Change. Oh, okay. From Henry Ford. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. You slipped one in there. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's going to be a very Casper Milktoast no. article, but learning about change from one of history's worst monsters. <laughs> How do you do that? It's, it's very, very good. And so, okay, of course, of course. How does this article start? Just, just a little Ford apologia, you know, just a little, just a little, you know, he was a genius. Okay, so these are the opening lines. Are you ready? Okay. It is demonstrably true that Henry Ford was an innovator and that his genius for building cars and making them available to even the poorest American family created monumental change. Citation needed. Yeah, citation needed <laughs> on available to the poorest American family. Mm, I don't mm. think I don't think cars to this day have ever achieved reasonable access to the poorest American family. Yeah, the poorest American has like less than like half of Americans have less than four hundred dollars in their bank account. I'm sure some of them have cars, but a lot of them don't. Yeah. Also I live in LA, bitch. A lot of people don't have cars here. Yeah. It's just just absolute nonsense from the jump. Very funny. His Model T rolled out in late 1918 and in just 10 years accounted for one half of all vehicles on America's developing streets and highways. Again, you're just describing Monopoly. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> okay. Uh, Ford astonished the world in 1914 by offering $5 per day a wage, which more than doubled the pay of most of his workers. Uh, to, in today's money, that would be $140, uh, which is still not enough to live on. Uh, but listen... Is that a good thing? Sure, great, of course. Let's we'll get into some other things that Henry Ford had to do with labor and the pay of his workers that yeah. maybe cut against this I always, vision. I, anytime mm-hmm. the owner of like a giant factory and industrialist does something good for workers, yeah. you should ask yourself why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what are they trying to avoid? When Amazon yeah. makes fifteen dollars the minimum mm-hmm. wage, what is it that they are trying to avoid happening? What context yeah. is occurring there? Uh, they also call him. He said he was a noted pacifist, anti-union, and by all accounts unafraid of going against conventional wisdom, which is very funny because mm-hmm. you have pacifists, which is pretty unmitigatedly a good thing, yeah, particularly yeah, yeah. for industrialist assholes. In, in general, I identify as one unafraid yes. of going against conventional wisdom, which has a lot of sort of tacit uh-huh. implications. Of good right and then anti-union thrown in there without any no, further context no. sort of makes it seem like you think being anti-union is a good thing yeah i would not put anti-union and pacifists generally under the, the same, same umbrella that yeah. seems maybe less than good but it all just passes by without any further comment <laughs> but yeah that actually that pacifist kind of caught me because yeah, i'm, no, it, I'm me not too. Me fully too. up to date on my henry ford deep lore i you know <laughs> I, I i can do it for dark souls i can't right. necessarily do it for history uh but i did a little research and yeah. it turns out that henry ford has a very interesting relationship with pacifism that doesn't fully encompass anything on this podcast sure. except it's funny and interesting uh, and I think it can help make a case that Henry Ford has some big Elon Musk energy. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited to get into it. So Henry Ford, as it turns out, was not about the war. Uh, World War One. World War One. Yes. Uh, which good thing. Yeah. Which we have to say up front, nobody should have been pro World War One. It was a garbage war. One of the worst crimes American president ever did was Woodrow Wilson running for president, saying, "I will not get us involved in the war." And then naturally, the moment he wins, being like, "Psych, bitch, we're going we're to going war." We're going to war. Hate, hate, yeah. hate. 
hate one of history's greatest monsters also Woodrow Wilson oh, Eugene yeah. Debb in prison for being against World War One. Mm-hmm. so anyway Henry Ford I want to be excited about that you told me this morning he was against World War One. I. I was shocked I was like great that's awesome things take a turn yeah well it's it's <laughs> And I have a sneaking suspicion that if I had had the time to do more research, we would discover that Henry Ford's reasons for being against yep. World War One may be, in fact, a little less glowing than, uh, than we think, perhaps related to some of his other beliefs that we'll cover momentarily. I don't Who's know what you're saying. Who's to say? Who's to say? But... Henry Ford had a very Elon solution to this. Okay. Uh, he was sort of one of the innovators of the, you know, I am an industrialist, I own everything, so what am I going to do? Big old PR stunts. Right. And so his PR stunt for pacifism was when he, he met with Wilson and he told Wilson, I don't want us to do this. And Wilson said, haha, fuck you, um, <laughs> which was bad. Yeah, which he also said to the American yeah, people. Yeah, which was bad. Uh, so Ford decides, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get a boat. See, why is this the answer not obviously it's an evil system just giving money to him to not do it yeah or giving money to his political opponents or saying i won't help you build guns yeah no like like there's so many other options he had already in the 1910s we were dealing with the world where like these fucking assholes already run everything so there are a lot of things he could have done that while certainly undemocratic would have been much more successful in stalling or stopping this war somehow here's the thing i think I think, Henry, if you had told him that, like, uh, taxes on whatever mm-hmm. would have gone skyrocketed or your profits or your um, factory was going to be taken to build tanks, you probably would have done something fucking more about it than what you're about to do. Than what you're about to do. But instead, what he does is he gets a boat. And he announces <laughs> to the world that he's going to put all of the best minds for yep. peace on this boat. He's going to sail it to Oslo and he's going to deliver this message of peace. And he promises in the papers he is going to end the war by Christmas. The war is actually happening now. Like, this is so funny. It's so good. Uh, so nobody is on board right. with this plan. Everyone's upset. Yeah, everyone is <laughs> upset because, of course, uh, disgustingly, pro-war sentiment is very high at this mm. point. Uh, so what does he assemble? It's not so much the leading minds, the right. Eugene Debs of the world, right. so to speak, but a collection of kind of uh, people, <laughs> including a few politicians that weren't even necessarily pro-peace and oh my uh, gosh. like vegetarian activists and like <laughs> just a whole bunch of people that uh, just he threw on a boat. He starts sailing across the He's Atlantic. He's on a boat, motherfucker. Yeah, he got on a boat. Again, the the Elon Musk energy of like declaring, mm-hmm. I am going to do this crazy thing, and then just fucking it up immediately. Very good. Uh, everyone immediately gets seasick. Then an influ- influenza infection breaks out. <laughs> One person dies. Oh, my God. The entire group of people fall to infighting, and by the time they actually arrive in Oslo, they have already publicly disavowed each other. <laughs> we should do that more. I, I think the public disavowal is underrated, and I just I want to start here saying I publicly disavow Michael Tabor. Uh, Zachary disavows me in the way that like Nazis disavow other Nazis when they get a little too Nazi in public, where it's like, we agree on everything, but I publicly disavow. <laughs> I'm going to try not to push that joke any further. Yeah, no. So, uh, Henry Ford perhaps somewhat conveniently falls ill towards the end of this journey. And instead of holding his big press conferences and talking to the actual politicians that didn't want to talk to him anyway, he hightails it to a hotel, hides out for four days. At one point, reporters break down his door because (laughs) they were hearing reports that he was actually dead. Okay, reporters did used to be more based. Yeah, no, yeah, totally. Like, reporters have always been sort of monsters but they used to have a little more balls um yeah uh and so after all of that he just hightails it back on another boat sort of drops the whole matter it all goes away so that was the story of henry ford and pacifism that's so funny it's that's so elon musk it's it's got big like hyperloop energy uh, like <laughs> it's got big i'm going to save the children mm. trapped in the th- in the cave like just like yeah. And, and then yelling at someone else and calling them a pedophile. Yeah, I'm going to be extremely incompetent and then blame it on other people. Uh, the other funny thing that happened is evidently uh, all the other people that were on the boat just kind of partied in Oslo on Henry Ford's dime for like a while. All right, that's cool. Uh, and I think, I, I got to say, respect, respect. I, I, I love the You idea. were in for the grift and you got your grift. A vegetarian activist partying in Oslo in 1918 has some like fun vibes yeah. to it. Like that's that's like a that's like a really fun little like 200 page novel. I, I would have gotten, gotten gone to that party for oh sure. dude come on no doubt so that that's henry ford and pacifism just a fun little anecdote <laughs> from history but why why pray tell is yeah. this pastor in a religious publication mm-hmm. talking about henry ford yeah that's 
I'm still weirded out by that. Uh, so as it turns out, it all comes down to this one anecdote. And I'm just going to read you this little tidbit okay. from the article. But here is an apparently true and interesting tidbit. When photographers asked Henry Ford to drive the newfangled Model A off the assembly line, Ford was forced to decline since he had never driven a standard shift car. His baby, the Model T, had utilized a unique foot-powered planetary transmission and, couldn't, and he could not drive the newer model. And so... I'll, speaking of Elon, but continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> speaking, speaking of incompetence, but also I'm going to have to push back just a little bit, Bob, the author of this article, Bob, because of course it's a fucking Bob. But Bob, I'm just going to say, I'm going to have to push back a little bit on the, calling that an interesting tidbit. Yeah, you are, yeah. <laughs> Stretching the definition of the term, my friend. That is it's barely a tidbit. Uh, so... <laughs> What is Bob going with this? He says, I've been thinking and have concluded that Henry Ford and I have much in common. You're both bad at stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we both can't drive stick. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this. Uh, for him, this is a story about how a man was forced to acknowledge that the people that had come after him had better mm. ideas and how we too as the olds, because of course it's a religious publication, it's written for the olds, need to acknowledge that innovative minds are coming behind us and we would do well to listen to them. Innovative minds, like Karl Marx. Me, why don't you pull up a seat, young yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Let's chat. And like, it is the most Casper Milk Toast article of all time. And it, so it makes it very funny that in order to prove this point, he had to go to one of the most virulent anti-Semites <laughs> of all time and then compare himself to yeah, him. Yeah, a guy who like, look, there's, there's a lot of anti-Semites in, in history, unfortunately. But a guy who like made it one of his like brands. Yeah, no, like, I think it needs to be said. For those of you who don't know, it's pretty well known that yeah. Henry, Henry Ford hated Jews. Sure. That, that is commonly known. I'm not sure if the full extent of his hatred is <laughs> like, as commonly he, known. He, like, went out of his way. Like, he wasn't at parties, like, grumbling and saying shit. He was, like, spending money on this. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, so, like... Let, let's start with this. Yes. Let's start with what he believed. A close friend recalled a camping trip with Ford in 1919, during which Ford lectured the group at length around the campfire. He attributed all evils to Jews or to the Jewish capitalists. The Jews caused the war. Hmm. The Jews caused the outbreak of thieving and robbing all over the country. The Jews caused the inefficiency of the Navy. What's, like, the inefficiency <laughs> of the Navy? All right, that's, okay, I have to admit, I think even Jews would think that one was funny. Yeah. Like, it, uh, what, what was their big plan? To make the Navy slightly less efficient. <laughs> also, at this point, I mean, the Jewish population's never been high. There's like three Jewish guys in the country. Yeah, total. yeah. Well, and, and like, part, of, part of the reason that I think Henry Ford opposed the war is because there were a lot of German yeah, refugees. or Jewish refugees coming in. Uh, and not as many as there would be in for, two, for World War II, but just wild. Also, World War I was just about like 17 families all related to each other being pissed yeah. at each other at their cousin mm -hmm. and being like, you have to go kill them now. Yeah. That was, none of those families, by the way, were Jewish. But lest you think <laughs> that this was merely like a thing that Henry Ford talked about around campfires no henry ford bought a newspaper for his anti-jewish like polemics <laughs> imagine if jeff bezos bought the it's Washington big jeff Post bezos energy honestly and then published these the the uh the protocols the jeff bezos purchasing the washington post for pro amazon apologia and anti-union nonsense yeah. is very very similar to ford purchasing the dearborn independent another very prominent newspaper yeah. at the yeah. time Solely so that he could pro publish the Protocols of the Elders of Zion <laughs> as fact in his newspaper. And not only that, not only that, but he then put together his newspaper and his like automotive manufacturing. Like these newspapers weren't just in all of his factories. They were in his fucking like showrooms. Like you go to buy a Model T, there is going to be the Dearborn Independent talking about how the Jewish conspiracy is ruining everything. Not only sitting in the waiting room, but they'll put it in your car when you buy it. Hey, look, listen. That Navy might be an efficient problem. <laughs> Which is, I think I, that, that's my new favorite conspiracy. It's so funny. It's so funny. The and train, it, the boats are not on time. <laughs> yeah. I, it begs the question, though. What what articles would be placed in cars that you buy nowadays? Like, Kia is definitely no, putting man. Mother Jones in every yes. car that it sells. What, 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 uh, what is the, uh, what would Elon Musk put in a Tesla? See, that's a good question. Okay, see, I think there's an answer here. Mm -hmm. I think it is, I think it's printouts mm -hmm. 
of message boards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely either like 4chan screeds he's yeah. read or it's just his Twitter feed. Like he's just printing out his Twitter feed into every Tesla. Elon has no fewer than 100 times at an, like, an important meeting. Yeah. Like whatever you want to say about Tesla, it fucking sucks. But it's like a trillion dollar company. He has 100% at a meeting for a company worth more than several countries handed out printouts of tweets he's made. Oh, 100%. I mean, I think I think the reason that like all of his uh, screens and his cars keep whiting out <laughs> is because he keeps trying to load his Twitter feed as the default setting instead uh. of the speedometer. Uh, and and it, they're just doing a labor strike. It's a wildcat strike. <laughs> These screens are just like, no, we will not participate in this. I I, I think. Uh, uh, like uh, Subaru, that's got to be like the Atlantic, right? Like, oh yeah, Subaru is definitely the Atlantic, and like you're like, oh, there's a few good things in here, but I still fucking hate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's like, still fundamentally terrible. Uh, Ford, I think, is probably still Protocols of the Elder. <laughs> like, Chevy, maybe the Turner Diaries. I don't know. Like, Ooh, okay, Toyota. Toyota is probably the best one, but it's still a giant corporation. Yeah, yeah. So it's the uh, fuck. The New York Times. <laughs> yeah, oh. I feel dirty. Uh, the, no, it's just it's just like a Japanese internal memo about how you should like sleep in your office. Like, it's just that's all. It's just it's about how we 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 set up a little tube for you to sleep in at night. Um, yeah, yeah, it's all bad. It's all bad. But it's a funny idea, and it it just it's like you are making the most anodyne point of all time yeah. hey we should listen to the youngs you're not saying even no. what we should listen to the youngs about which is somewhat <laughs> telling huh like it's not it's not about we need to <laughs> listen to the youngs when they, when they talk about how we need to abolish the police or yeah. solve the climate crisis before we all fucking mm -hmm. boil it's mm -hmm. just we need we need to listen to them we just need to give you know we should just listen just listen uh, and in order to prove that point he pulls on Henry fucking four Henry Ford. Next week, you're going to be like, we need to soar into the skies, pursue our dreams like Charles Lindbergh. <laughs> God damn it, guy. I am begging pastors to read any other book ever. <laughs> like, just any book that is not written by another dude named Bob who looks like you they're not, ever. They're not going to do it. I know they won't, but they really should. They really should. Okay, that was fun. Let's talk about another thing. Uh, and this, again, is written by a extremely gay-friendly um, mm. pastor whose picture is him in, like, a, you know, quirky purple suit with a purple tie. You know, just big mainline vibes. And he is here to talk about how we need a no-fly zone in Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Let's roll up our fucking sleeves. Let's fucking go, folks. We're, we're back at the take factory. We're gonna, we're going to like Henry Ford, mint some hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling off the presses right now. That's fucking okay. Go. So this is how this article opens. Events swirling around the Russian invasion of Ukraine have implications for our own freedom. I have no interest in conjuring the ap apocalyptic vision of rapture believers. <sighs> But <laughs> no, 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 what an bad. incredible one, too. Not I, bad. I, I'm not, I don't want to get crazy it's, with this. It's like a, it, it's equivalent to everybody always being like, I'm not racist, but it's like, stop. No, it, no. you could just stop it. There are many sentences that should never have a but after them. This is one of them. But I do reference the Old Testament book of Daniel's graphic depiction of beast kings nope. who would rule our stop. lives with fear nope. and violence. Stop. Stop. Are you ready for the next sentence? No. Are you ready? I think you're ready. The beasts have real life representatives. Among them, President Putin. God of damn it! Stop it! <laughs> First of all, stop. Like, stop calling Russians animals. Yeah, the, the, Beast really, King. That'd be a good start. Beast King has some evocative terminology that, uh, while certainly present in the Bible, should perhaps not just be placed in a modern context without any further comment. That yeah. seems bad. Yeah. Particularly when the other Beast King he's going to name many, many times in this article is Turkish. Ooh. And to be clear, <laughs> Putin bad. Erdogan bad. Yep. Yeah, bad those, people that do bad things. Yep. Uh, it's funny, though, yep. how the only bad people that get mentioned in this article are other bad people. Yeah, so it sort of seems like it's it's saying that if they're bad, then we must be 
good and yeah, doing so do you want to good get into that, Do you want to get into that now, or do you want to read a little further? Let's read a little read further. Read a little further, and then I'm, I'm, we'll go off. Because ostensibly, he says, I write in rebuttal of America first in a defiance mm-hmm. of right-wing populism around the world and in our own politics. Good. Great. Right-wing populism is bad. America first is an ideology. Bad. Sure. Uh, let's see where he goes with it. So he then goes on a little rant, and we're not going to read all of it because it goes on for a very long time. But he goes, he's talking about Putin and Erdogan yep. a, as the ultimate bad boys. And he says, who wield their anger and macho rhetoric in defense of their nations. Um, the Janus-faced masculinity of Putin and Erdogan mixes in the U.S. with the same kind of toxic masculinity at the heart of much evangelicalism. It's a dangerous mix. So he's basically saying Putin, Erdogan, Trump and Christianity. Sure. Fine. Not totally off base. Sure. Fine. Not totally off base, but, you know, perhaps a little limited in its understanding. <laughs> and then he goes on to talk about, like, how the rise of Putin and Erdogan means that we are dealing with these dangers in America, right-wing populism and fascism. And to point this out, he chooses some of the funniest examples <laughs> I've ever seen. Uh, he names Toby Keith. Noted Russian guy, yeah, Toby yeah. Keith. No, like, noted, noted Turkish noted, fellow. Noted Turkish president, Toby Keith. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Today's like, we gotta kill the Kurds. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, he kind of. Like, he kind of did that. Kind of did do that, um, actually. Uh, no, it's just, I, I'm just <laughs> like, imagining, like, <laughs> Toby Keith releasing the new constitution of Turkey Red Solo Cup. <laughs> All right, that's, that's pretty good. I, I will say, Toby Keith, I think, would look good in the fuzz. <laughs> I think he'd pull it off. I don't think Toby Keith looks good in anything. Toby Keith is very funny. Yeah, you like Toby Keith in nothing. Okay, I see okay, where we're going with all right. this. Uh, Listen, uh, <laughs> we all have our tastes. Listen, am I a slightly rotund, hairy man? Of course I am. Of course I am. Can I respect that? <laughs> another man. Can I appreciate another man's strength? No, no who's to say? Who's to say? Uh, by the way, Red Solo, Toby Keith is a monster, but Red Solo Cup has an extremely based line about fuck you, Freddie Mac in it uh, when he's talking about how his Red Solo Cup can't be uh, repossessed like his house. Look. Great artist, bad person. I think we could say that. <laughs> like, and will this episode be ending with a Toby Keith song? You bet your ass. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I brought this on ourselves. His other example about how uh, right-wing authoritarianism is rising in America is how when Kamal Khashoggi, uh, assassinated by Saudi Arabia, uh, noted political commentator golfer Greg Norman <laughs> had a comment on the assassination where he said... I'm not going to tell you what he said because it doesn't fucking matter it's what a golfer has to say about the assassination of Kamal Khashoggi. It's so funny, though. Like, every every time – I'm a person that's into sports. Yeah. Every time a sports person, like, takes money from Saudi Arabia, they are hilariously asked to answer for Saudi Arabia's <laughs> crimes. And it's always to an effect of, like, uh – I, do, I think press should be cool, but I'm not really going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, there's probably an interesting thing to be said about, yeah. you know, sports and influencers and politics yeah, and stuff. But it's, fuck you. you like, th- this is a what real you thing doing? you're talking about. Why are you bringing up this? Why are you bringing are you up the bringing? worst and most pointless examples? Yeah. Like, when was the last time Toby Keith has been relevant in any context? That's so much funny. Much less the modern political context. It's so funny to bring up, like, a golfer and Toby Keith. Uh, but I, I think what we're, we need to get to, because yes. this is really where yeah, we can I start get going to the meat off. Of this, yeah. The meat of this is like, he's talking about these things, and he goes, Erdogan, this is how he brings it home. Erdogan and Putin, Putin. I like Putin, actually. Putin. Are prominent examples of bad boy transgressive leadership. He talks about bullying a lot in this article. <laughs> that threatens democracy everywhere. And this is why the line has to be drawn in Ukraine and why NATO needs to accept Finland and Sweden as her newest members. God damn it. <laughs> God fucking damn it. Every time I've had this conversation in real life yeah. where I'll be talking about like the US's mini crimes. Mm-hmm. I will be I will be saying that like we are turning uh, we are turning Ukraine into into Syria. Yeah. And, and we it's our fault and the next sentence out of every fucking lib's mouth is so you so you want to like be an isolationist and i i tell you what i said earlier in the podcast i was a pacifist but you're really testing my fucking limits yeah. on that i want to isolate me and you in a room together for a <laughs> yeah. while let's fucking go dog <laughs> oh my god read a fucking book people yeah it uh, you know literally yesterday i was reading about how uh, american has been have been training uh, count 
our counterintelligence forces have been training right-wing fascists to do coups and, and specifically targeting religious and labor leaders we in South America. We invaded Somalia, you goddamn simpletons. Like, like <laughs> yesterday. Like this yesterday week. we did an invasion. This week. But like, let's start, at, let's start actually at the top. Okay. We've talked a lot about how we're responsible for Putin mm -hmm. and his rise to prominence, uh, especially in context of you know, NATO and the end of the Cold War and Yeltsin and all that stuff. But, you know, it's even funnier to bring in Erdogan, yeah. who more basically, except for Israel and Saudi Arabia, is a client of the United States yeah. state. Like, you know, the, the, the American state. That's fucking insane to be like, we have to stop Erdogan. He's us. We give him every F-16 to bomb the Kurds every day. Yeah, we, we are the ones <laughs> that give him power, that put him in power. Like, it is... <laughs> like he what and doing, on top of Doc? that, the, the evil things he's that he's American. doing, yeah, he's like, oh, he, he, you know, he specifically name checks like the way that Erdogan has cracked down on journalists of and course. protesters in his country. What the fuck do you think is happening in America <laughs> right now, man? Like, and this, like, he Joe is Biden's Ministry of Truth properly <laughs> identifying right wing populism without ever noticing that Democrats are part of that right wing populism. So like, dude, Obama fucking loved jailing journalists. Well, the like, worst for it. Whistleblowers had it. Rough under Obama. Went after what's his fucking face? Uh, Assange. Oh my so god! Hard. Yeah, and Assange still being prosecuted to this day. To this like, day. Uh, what do we Manning. see? What do we see? Oh yeah, I mean Chelsea Manning is one of the like good stories. She eventually got out, and like fuck it. But the horror show that her life was for so many years. Right. Let's talk about peaceful protesting. Trump, Biden doesn't matter. People are getting the shit beat out of them. Yep. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Florida made it illegal to protest in public uh, like yesterday. I, like, I just, I love being like, look at these evil people. <laughs> and like, the assumption of good is something I need you even progressives to understand. Yeah. Stop assuming the American state is good. Because you think, you have this moment where you see, you were just drinking the post-World War II Kool-Aid. Yeah. I'm not bringing this up for no fucking reason. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a bad thing happening. By golly, we should strap on like uh, we should strap on our strap-ons. Yeah, uh, <laughs> right, now, now we're being good, but no, we strap on our M16 to go fix that shit. We are literally doing the bad thing you're talking about. Yeah. We are doing the bad the bad thing you described. Ninety percent of the time, we are on the other side of that. Yeah, we are giving that guy money and or cash. None of this is a justification <laughs> for weapons. the evils. There are many, many evil forces in this world. Of Putin, evil. Erdogan, evil. Yeah. But like. We, America, evil. Stop thinking that we can make things better. <laughs> we don't. Erdogan is so funny. We yeah. prop him up every single day. Oh, yeah. Oh, like every do. gun and, and fighter jet in that country is American. It's stamped with Boeing. Yeah, and I, I think Grumman. it needs to be said, because he spends all this time talking about, like, bullying in American yeah. politics and these, these right-wing authoritarian countries. And he rightly identifies that like you know they they attack uh the rights of of women gays and and trans people in their countries very true what the fuck do you think is happening here oh my god what do you yes. think is happening right here like and, and then like let's let's build this out yeah america invaded somalia mm -hmm. invaded somalia not a country on our border yeah we went over halfway around the world to invade another country imagine just a little thought experiment. Yeah. What if Russia decided to send troops into Somalia yeah. to like be advisors and sent planes and tanks and missiles and guns and billions and billions and billions of dollars yeah. of weaponry? If Russia unanimously decided to send forty billion dollars to go, then you know thirty something of which mm -hmm. is specifically for weapons to Somalia to help Somalia defend itself the against an invasion. The nukes would be in the air that minute. Oh my god! The minute they learned. Yeah. So like. First of all, I would like to say, like, whatever you want to say about Russia, they have some fucking restraint compared to the United States. But secondly, it's wrong what they did to Ukraine. But if they responded and are doing, yeah. and are doing if they they responded in kind to United States aggression across 50 more countries than the Russia has ever fucking invaded, yeah. we would end life on the planet as we know it. Oh, yes. We are the bad guys. Shut the fuck up. Russia should not have invaded Ukraine. Of course. But we do a Ukraine every week. And we and everything one. we're doing in Ukraine is specifically to make sure that Ukraine never has any And we go around the world to do it. Yeah. We're not even like... We're not even doing it like you shouldn't do it to your country next door. But we are seeking new Ukraines out in a way that is insane. Imagine if Russia was giving, sending $40 billion of weapons to Mexico. Mm -hmm. 
you would lose your mind. Rightfully so. Yeah, and and when we are uh, a little hesitant about doing an actual invasion, we just bring the fascist movements in these other countries yeah. here and train them how to murder. Um, and have done it for yeah, a and long, I long time. I think and we have done that for for literal decades. Yeah. We American American intelligence officers have trained people to kill civilians, yeah, uh, kill labor organizers and religious leaders, and. Uh, that is why we need to be aware of the fact that, that that's going to come home. We're already doing yeah. it. America already does it. Like, but that's slightly off topic. I just think it's important to say, like, they will turn the guns on us. It is not not a concern for them. They've already been doing it. I, we'll talk about this in a future episode. Yeah. That's the future of this country. Yeah. That's the next 50 years of this country is becoming Argentina in the 1970s. No. I want to do a fuller episode about that. Sure. But that is where we're going. Um, but... It is really wild to me to mm-hmm. see somebody who can so correctly identify like a third of the puzzle. Yeah. Um, and, and like it's not a particularly, you know, erudite article, <laughs> even in its identifying. But he is right to point out that yeah. like uh, these authoritarian leaders are gaining popularity, that this style of politics has already been successful mm-hmm. in America. And there's a lot of people sort of drawing on that Trump energy, yeah. uh, even though Madison Cawthorn ate shit yesterday. And that's funny. <laughs> uh, it's funny, one, because he sucks and he's a Nazi and I'm glad he's gone, even though the person that's coming after him will also inevitably be a Nazi. Uh, but two, it's funny because it definitely confirms the Coke, Coke, uh, Coke orgies are real. Yeah, which, which we knew, but it's yeah. nice to see the like instant... Just like, yeah. Yeah. Like, and that probably wasn't even the real scary shit because you know, he was new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the real scary shit, as you've said, he'd be Epstein by now. Oh, oh my God. He would have, he would have had another drunk driving accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck that dude forever. Um, yeah, I hope he does. But like, you know, that's not the point. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, it is, I think, very indicative. To sort of draw this back out. These yeah. are two ridiculous people writing terrible of course. articles. I don't want to pillory every person in a mainline <laughs> denomination with the same brush. But, like, this is the danger. When you see the rise of fascism and your only response to it is neoliberalism. Mm-hmm. When it when it it is this false call for democracy, when the only way that democ- your version of democracy is just guns. It's just guns right. and violence. Yeah. Like that, and and this belief that America can be the bastion of freedom when we are not free in this own in our own country, our voting rights have been stripped. Like, look around. Like, we are collapsing in real time. Like, it is extremely dangerous. As silly as this article is, it is extremely. Where you put your hope now Mm -hmm. is a very important question. That's right. Because it is a very hopeless time. Of course. Uh, And and. If we don't understand how to actually fight these battles, we are already destined to lose. Yeah, I mean, if you think Joe Biden is better than Erdogan or Putin, yeah, please, Comical. I beg you to pull the log out of your own eye. Yeah. I'm begging you. Like, Joe Biden could save abortion. Joe Biden, like, I, you were trying to argue with me. I see you yeah. there trying to be like, oh, Joe Manchin, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Shut <laughs> Joe Biden can save abortion. The Democrats can save abortion if they wanted to. They're choosing to let it go because it's better for them. Oh, yeah. They are Erdogan. They are Putin. Joe Biden, Erdogan, and Putin are the same guy. They might literally be the same guy. You could convince me. If you moved those three guys, sort of three-card Monty style, mm-hmm. Putin's the head of the United States, nothing would change. Oh, yeah. no. It, nothing would change. It would not matter. At all. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> we are evil. They are evil. That's all you need to know. Tune in next week for uh, Zach being like, and actually, they're all clones. <laughs> hey, look, man. Thematically, they got something right there. Yeah. <laughs> Q is all about vibes anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, uh, I just, I want to ask this dude. What does he mean when he says the line has to be drawn in Ukraine? Yeah, that is so interesting to me. Because he speaks so eruditely about these other issues. Yeah. And then he sums up his actual point. With one vague statement. Mm, the and I line think, has to be drawn yeah. in and, Ukraine. Mm-hmm. You have to find that. Yeah. Because I know what it means. Oh, of it course. means a forever war. It means the continued impoverishment of this people. It means more innocent people will die. It yeah. means that, that this will go on forever. We won't give you bread. We'll give you M16s. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's 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 so weird to me. I think, and I'm you know. Actually, you know what I'm not going to say? I was going to say, I'm sure we have our gaps. You know what? Actually, fuck you. We're good on everything. (laughs) But I think it's so weird. I think it's so weird that the American inability to process 
like fuck you like the war on terror but since vietnam sure well i'll even start there sorry before then but like let's just start vietnam it's a nice little convenient place that's 68 mm-hmm. to now the united states has done nothing but be the bad guys yeah. but do nazi shit all over the world from vietnam to genocides in indonesia to just colonialism in philippines to basically treating all of latin america like a charnel house and then the, before you get to the Middle East, creating ISIS and doing Afghanistan and Iraq, Somalia, several times, by the way. My, yeah. my, my uncle uh, was a helicopter in the pilot in Somalia in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you know what? The United States should do that to Ukraine. Yep. I just, I am begging you, just think. Just have a thought. Any thought. Any thought. Like, it's so, I think it's bothersome because you were just continuing to buy the same the same Kool-Aid again yeah. and again and again and again and again. You don't understand the fundamental bearing of the United States state when it become when it is to- focused towards foreign policy. And I, th- I think this is uh, something that uh, infects a lot of people because you know that our understanding of anything outside our borders right. is so so rough, mm. and so that you see even a lot of leftists that got on board with Medicare for all, a good thing, totally. uh, that just fundamentally lack the understanding of just how evil we are. Of course, um, and that like it's not an accident. They seem to think of it as a byproduct. Mm-hmm. They still seem to buy the the sort of like the Joe Biden argument why he supported the Iraq War, being like I was wrong. No, dude, this is not. A mistake. Yeah. This is the bearing. This is the intent. Yeah, this is the purpose of this country. It went exactly as they wanted it to. Iraq went how they wanted it to. Mm-hmm. You need to internalize that Iraq, Afghanistan went great for them. It's yeah. exactly what they wanted. They got to pillage, rape, and give all the money in the world to various pedophiles running these countries. And, like, that's the point. The point is to have heroin coming out of Afghanistan. The point is to have the oil coming out of Iraq. That's the point, dude. Like, this went well for them. So, like, stop. Like, you internalize the wrong thing if you, like, are like Jonathan Chait and you're like, that was just a mistake. But America means well. No, dude. America did what it set out to do. Yep. And that is what they're setting out to do in Ukraine. Fucking open your eyes. Yeah. I, I think that's a great point that the, these invasions, the war on terror was a rousing success. And not just of course it was. across uh, in the countries we invaded, but as a building of our surveillance state, yeah. as increasing the militarization and power of our police forces, like uh, the Department of Homeland Security, yeah. uh, all of these things. Moving money to private, ICE, private hands, like, et cetera. Just a staggering, staggering oh, militarization of our success. own country against yeah. our people that um, we are only going to see heat up from here on out and i think that's the thing i need people to internalize is like the u.s isn't failing yeah the u.s is succeeding it's just evil yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just need that you kind of have to flip that switch yeah i think i think that's that's a very very important point to like it's working for the exact people it's supposed to be working for yeah and uh yeah like what's like all the people in the iraq war go listen to blowback became billionaires afterwards mm-hmm. they stole all the money yep they got it condi rice has all the money. Uh, the Cheneys. All the money, and they still get to go on SNL. Ugh. It's just, it's exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting. Michelle Obama gives a Werther's to them because they're on the same team, bro. Yeah. They all got the money. Mm-hmm. They all secured the bag. That's right. And uh, what what's a million dead between friends? I mean, I'm up for them, doesn't matter. I mean, we've seen that happen here. Yeah. Like, and, and like, I, it's not a coincidence that the one guy that went to jail for being, uh, for the Iraq war shit the war on terror shit was a whistleblower and it's not like obama went in and did anything about it either oh no because he was on the same side and and so i just like it's operating as it should and we have to stop how it operates and if you think in ukraine it's going to operate any differently like please please show me an example <laughs> i'm back in you can't so yeah, like, yeah just uh, you have to internalize the lessons of history and people and it's hard i get that but yeah yeah i mean please <laughs> like, i'm begging you <laughs> and that's why we need to dry a line in Ukraine. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh fuck. Uh this is supposed to be a fun episode. <laughs> I had fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm listen, having a good time. We'll always have the peace boat. <laughs> <laughs>
Now the boat is so funny. <laughs> so good. I just, I like, please, please, can we resuscitate the peace boat? I just so want to throw every leftist <laughs> podcast on a boat together and watch them all do ketamine and fall apart. Ooh, and eat each other. Like, yeah. immediately, immediately, uh... Funny examples, but like, yeah, people are just like fighting. They're fist yeah. fights. I uh, I love it. It would be so good. I I think you could even like I I love our Christian left podcast things, but I just can't wait for uh, <laughs> Faith and Capital to disavow us publicly. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised they haven't. That guy, that that dude's so real. <laughs> yeah, he's he's too real. I love it. Um, okay, uh, I don't think I have anything more to say. Uh, except uh, let's all let's all thank Henry Ford for teaching us how to change. That's just the weirdest guy. Like you woke up and you were like, I need to write an article about how like we need to be able to grow and change. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just imagining Bob scrolling TikTok, just completely, completely confounded by the dances and the shitty pranks and just being like, it is important that I learn. <laughs> he's printing out TikTok somehow. I don't even know how you do that. Frame by frame, baby. Yeah, frame by frame. Like, trying to do a little them. flip book. He's like I think uh, Dick Money 364 bring it has makes some really good points. Yeah, it's so good. We all like Henry Ford. I can learn from <laughs> Dick Money 364. It's old people are so weird, man. I don't know. I, I uh, that's gonna be us, I guess. <laughs> good for us. We'll, yeah, we'll, I wonder. I wonder who our Henry Ford is. Who is the man we will look back on? I, I mean, is it Karl Marx now? But like, Karl Marx is still based. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good question. It's a good question. Um, well, maybe we'll Listeners, write in and tell us which fucking anti-Semite asshole we will eventually forget <laughs> and use in our anodyne oh, anecdotes. He's not an anti-Semite, but people will pillory us for our love of Jeremy Corbyn, maybe. Mm. Which I will never fucking repent. Yeah, Jeremy Corbyn apologize. is based and cool. Yeah. Jeremy Corbyn's about as real as electoral politics gets. He might be actually the single realist electoral politician. I can't think of a more real one. I mean... But- yeah, if you think of more real one, let us know. But that's that's my number one. Oh, I love him. He's a cutie. He looks good in a sweater. Yeah, he's granddad. Uh, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow me at Michael Tabor on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Zachary underscore Allard. Follow the pod at shitty underscore pod. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. We'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.